Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Troy of the T Daddy Smooth Podcast, uh, podcast number two. So, uh, you know, I do want to thank the ten listeners uh, from last week. Or maybe it was like eight. I think I probably listened twice uh, for listening in, and uh, you know, it's cool. Uh, I definitely am enjoying this. So, uh, I did my last podcast on a Tuesday. I was like, oh, maybe Tuesday will be my day, but I have something to do tomorrow, and I really originally wanted to be on Monday when I first decided. I was going to do this a month ago, a month which, you know, I didn't actually do it a month ago. I just, you know, said I wanted to and then didn't do anything. You know, that's procrastination. You kind of work these things out and, uh, you know, as long as you get it done, that's what counts. I have some uh, very uh, good show notes today. So uh, I always uh, try to keep a list of things to talk about so that way there's not too much dead air. Also, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just the process of having an outline. Uh, right before I started my podcast, um, you know, once again, procrastinating, of course, <laughs> right before I was about to hit the record button, I got a phone call, and uh, you know how it is when you get phone calls, a lot of times it's junk, but, you know, either A, you answer your phone anyway, B, if you don't know the phone number, you'll have to go to voicemail, and then either check your messages, or if they text you, you'll read the text. Um, I have to answer calls now, because I am looking for a job, so I'm going to get a lot of calls, or I'm getting calls from place where I'm, you know, especially if it's a local number like this one was, I don't know who it is, so it's better I just answer the call and just, you know, hang up after some seconds anyway. So I use a LG Bluetooth headset uh, when I make phone calls usually. It's really helpful for the car, uh, recording this podcast. I'm holding my phone to my ear. One more. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, podcast, so I'm holding my phone to my ear while I'm recording. Um, and, it, you know, it's cool. The audio is really good. I got a Beats headset. Uh, I bought it for myself last year, and uh, you know the headset's really good. But these have, these uh, the headset I'm using now is really good enough. Uh, good enough, so uh, I don't notice quite the difference that maybe somebody else getting beat for the first time might notice. So they're good. Anyway, so uh, you know when the phone answers, she's like, "Hello," I'm like, "Oh, I, um, you know, I, how's it going?" And then she's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I had a headset issue." Like, I was like, "Oh, I have one too." Because I was actually just setting up my headset. And she's like, oh, well, by the way, my name's, uh, whatever, Emily, I think she said, I'm calling because you stayed at one of our resorts. And then, you know, I was like, the conversation's pretty fluid all on her end, and I'm saying nothing, so it sounds like we're pretty much getting a automated telemarketing call. And, you know, it's always going to be a give and take, but, you know, it was sophisticated enough where she had me for a good 10 to 15 seconds, but, you know, in the end, it was the same thing as before, you know. Um, I know when you're doing telemarketing, whether it be, person to person or just being automated calls, it is, uh, you know, going for a needle in a haystack, you know, you call maybe thousands. You get a very, very small percentage that makes it worth it. So, you know, for me, I'm not going to be the one that's going to actually use a telemarketing call and actually get any benefit, but... You know, especially when I worked at a telecommunications company, I had a lot of people, especially older people that called, and whether it be something illegal, like whether they're scamming you or just buying something, they do go for it sometimes, so whatever. Uh, as more personal notes, I am having a very sore lower left back. I'm not sure exactly why. I was on the floor one day, and then I got sore, and then Saturday. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's not the end of the world, but then Saturday I went to go lift something up, and I didn't bend. I just thought I could muscle it up, you know, I exercise, so feeling all confident, like, oh, no big deal, I'll just lift this up, you know, use the, ma- use the power to lift it up, and I hurt my back a little bit more. <laughs> so I'm going to go exercise after this. Um, I can walk, I can run, I can jump, 
uh, it's just really more painful when I bend down or like you know get on the floor, or even like putting on socks or shoes. It can be a little tricky. But no need to fear because I pretty much don't have to go out too much um, right now. Even with Christmas shopping, um, you know, I bought my wife gifts already. Um, you know, I got her something I thought she would like, which now that I bought it, I'm, and plus one of my friends kind of didn't sound too enthusiastic when I told her what I was getting her, so that kind of made me decide to buy her the stuff that she actually did ask for instead as well, so she's getting uh, multiple gifts. Um, and uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last podcast, but I feel like it's a thing I bring up all the time. I remember when we first started dating, um, you know, I, I've always had kind of issues with the gifts she's gotten me when it's something where she's just taking it upon herself to decide what I might like. I remember I think in 2008 or 2009, she got me a bookshelf for Christmas, uh, which we still have and we still use, even though it seems like it's a lot more of her books than mine. I don't really have any books. And, uh, you know, I was really disappointing. Uh, she thought I'd be really into it, and um, I wasn't. Didn't make things worse, you know. I had to build it myself, so it's not like, okay, you got me a gift so I could build stuff. And, uh, yeah, I bring that story up, like, maybe once a year, um, especially around the holidays. But, you know, really good, you know, bonding stuff. Um, so I think that's also part of why I made sure I got her the stuff she asked for as well. So I didn't, you know, how would I say, be a hypocrite and say, oh, you know, where you think, you know, it's best, it's wrong, why don't you just give me something you know I would like as opposed to getting something that you would like. And I think I got her, I thought it was something that she would like, but then, you know, I said, why not play safe and actually get her exactly what she wants? You know, no need to surprise people, no need to, uh, you know, try to think that you know people better than they know themselves. If somebody in your life is asking for a Christmas gift and it's within your budget and it's within your means to get it, don't try to say, hey, I'm going to do a little bit better or get them something that I know they want. You know, even though in the history of inventions, uh, it's been quite the opposite. It's been, you know, don't give people what they want. Give them something that they don't even think they want. Um, I think Henry Ford, you know, the guy invented the automobile, or maybe it wasn't him, but there's always a famous quote saying, uh, you know, if Henry Ford gave people exactly what they want, they'd be riding really fast horses, meaning that they wouldn't know they wanted an automobile. Somebody had to tell them they wanted it, and then it turned out to work out pretty well. So, But with Christmas gifts, the holiday gifts, family, uh, you know, there's no need to be Henry Ford. Just, you know, get them what they want. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did my Christmas shopping, um, and I've done everything online. I, I don't mind going to stores, but... I'm just such an efficient online shop with Amazon that I'm pretty good with it. It'd be especially helpful, you know, even if you go to a store to, like, look around and maybe go on Amazon and see, like, can I get it cheaper there or whatnot. And even, like, you know, sometimes I go to stores and I do, like, window shopping just to get some inspiration ideas. And if I was Amazon, I'd kind of just do the same thing, like, just go on Amazon and, like, look up, like, like my daughter, she likes Frozen, like every other freaking kid that's free. You just look up Frozen, and you'll find all types of stuff. So I got, like, a book bag, that, like, a bunch of hair stuff. She's really into hair and stuff. And I got, like, some toys. And yeah, it was also Amazon. Um, so that was pretty easy. Uh, my mom, my sister, and my dad, they always get the same things. I'll get my dad some movies. I'll give my mom an Apple gift card. I'll get my sister, like, a Sephora gift card. Um, like I said, I could think of a bunch of other things that they would probably like, too, or instead, but... Once again, no need to try to uh, innovate here when it comes to gift giving. Just keep it simple. You know, give them exactly what they want. Even if it sounds like something, I'm like, oh, that sounds silly. For instance, I have another friend of mine who got her husband tickets to Goliathon for Christmas. And I had to ask myself or ask her, 
what is Goliath are. She's like, oh, it's like one of those obstacle course races, and like, oh, you know what it is. <laughs> I don't necessarily like get super excited about them. I know they look cool. You see the Facebook pictures of people like out of breath, and like you see them like jumping through flames and like going through obstacle courses and covered in mud. Um, you know, like when I was maybe like five years ago and I was like trying to get in shape again, I was like, oh, that'd be a goal, like exercise, I can do a goal, you know, or like a, I think the big one that they have is um, the Burning, not the Burning Man Challenge, the uh, Spartan Challenge, there's like a thousand races like this, so I was like, oh, I can do that, but then I saw a couple people that, you know, not in the best shape and they were doing it, and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's not really that hard. I don't think they're really, like, forcing you to, like, finish in a certain amount of time. So I think anybody can do the race as long as you're willing. With that being said, I've never done one, so whatever. But I'm looking up Goliathon. It looks like they are very into, um, you know, fundraising. So it's not just the race, but maybe they're doing some sort of fundraising with the money that you put in to go do it. But and that's fine, you know, whatever. If you're enjoying yourself, that's just really important. But, you know, that's one of the things, like, Let's say somebody said, hey, I want Goliathon tickets. I was like, oh, you know, maybe you don't want Goliathon tickets. Maybe I'll try to get you what you, I think you want instead. Which, you know, once again, is a recipe for disaster. Um, I'm looking here, and these things are kind of expensive. And when you think about the fact that you're paying money to run or to exercise, but, you know, I guess you can say same thing about a gym. But I'm looking at tickets. So let's say you wanted to do a Goliathon uh, coming up starting tomorrow, December 13th to the 30th. Uh, so I guess the prices go up. So I guess the, actually the event's on June the 3rd of 2017. Depending on when you buy your tickets, it gets more expensive the closer you get to the event. So I guess the idea is like get people to uh, you know, pay up front just for funding. And then um, you know after that, you know once you get closer to the event, you just pay more money. So if you were to get tickets for the June 3rd race, if I were to get tickets in October, um, it would have been seventy-seven dollars. Right now, if I got tickets, it'd be eighty-seven. Tomorrow, if I got tickets, it'd be ninety-seven. It goes up and up. Um, the week of the race, no, the month before the race, um, it's one hundred twenty-seven dollars. If you just show up on race day, like you all want to race, one hundred thirty-seven dollars. So, you know, um, it's actually probably an easy gift to get somebody too. So somebody's like, oh, I just want Goliathon tickets, and you know. Just buy them your tickets really early, and you save a ton of money. So, you know, like I said, don't invent the wheel when it comes to gift giving. Uh, just get them their gifts. Um, one of my gifts to myself uh, this year is I went to a wrestling show. Now, uh, I'm a really big wrestling fan. Um, actually, I just did uh, drop my WWE Network subscription last Wednesday for political reasons. I'm not going to get you into politics in this podcast. I'll talk a little about politics um, later. Very briefly, like I said, I'm not really going to get too much into politics. Uh, no, just it's just a mess. So you know how it is. But yeah, um, I went to a wrestling show called The Best of Balance in a small town in Bethany, Connecticut, in a town hall. It looks like a middle school gym, um, almost like a gym you went to in school, like in school, and it has like a stage, but they make like where you can do like a play, but they make the stage, so uh, they put a ramp there. So it's kind of cool in that sense. And, uh, you know, it gets probably, like, I think it's, like, 200 people, but whenever they announce the attendance, they always say 400, which, you know, I, I didn't do an official count, and maybe there are 400, maybe they're fudging a little bit, but, you know, it gets pretty packed, and it's a really fun show. So that was good. Um, the guy that was on Ring of Honor, on the, he was on a national televised show wrestling. Uh, they were there, 
and uh, you know, I got to buy a hat, and you know, I had a lot of fun. Uh, the other wrestling company I liked a lot, uh, New Japan, which is based out of Japan, as you might imagine. They have a big show January 4th of every year called Wrestle Kingdom. It's at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, some of you older people that are you know, familiar with Mike Tyson, that's where he fought James Buster Douglas and lost his uh, five titles. I think he has three. So that's going to be a really good show. It's January 4th, and once again, it's in Japan, so <laughs> the show starts. Like, I watched it live once, like, you know, in real time uh, in 2014. It was from 3 a.m. until 8 a.m. Um, on like a negative four degree January morning. If I am available, I'm not working, I would definitely watch it live again. If I am, you know, I'll watch it at a later time. But, you know, it's going to be rough. Uh, staying up all night at the age of 37 is not easy, but I'm going to do it. I'm definitely going to be watching live. It's going to be awesome if I can. Um, and there's a lot of good matches. Um, so that's where I am right now here. So, um, yeah, so as I mentioned, I think we had a good 10 people, uh, according to SoundCloud, that uh, a good 10 people listen to this podcast. Um, you know, I want to keep it about 10 to 33 minutes uh, per week. Um, of course, I'm always open to do more. Uh, I wouldn't want to do less than 10 minutes because I think that's like, uh, unless I'm doing like a daily show, but, you know, the podcast, uh, I've done a podcast before. I used to do a wrestling podcast with three of my friends in the neighborhood I grew up in called the Kingsbridge Wrestling Connection. Uh, it's based off a neighborhood called Kingsbridge in the Bronx. It's a pretty multicultural neighborhood, which I think is great. Um, I think it definitely helped uh, shape me where I am, like where I kind of, you know, uh, you know, besides just that, a lot of other instances, you know, I think I credit my parents a lot. I've seen a lot of different cultures and different types of people growing up, mainly different types of New York and different types of people over the world growing up. So, you know, my friends, uh, we had a podcast together where we just talk wrestling, and uh, it was pretty cool because, like, one of the friends, uh, I haven't really seen him since, like, 1998 regularly. Maybe actually probably, like, mid-'90s regularly. We talk now through uh, Facebook Messenger. But, yeah, we don't really keep, I mean, we don't see each other because he lives in Virginia. I have another friend that actually lives in Connecticut, but, you know, he's, like, in Stanford. I'm in Naugatuck. About an hour away, and uh, you know we got family, so we don't really actually hang out too much. But yeah, we had a podcast where like we just talk wrestling, and uh, you know it's kind of tricky because you deal with three different personalities, and you know I, I think I was more like the structure person, like I had a structure for the shows, and I did like I would say 100 of let's say 90 100 uh, percent of all the planning and setup. So like when it came to finding how to actually do a podcast, uh, I had to work on that. Um, whether it be, like, finding a host for the audio, because you can't just, like, record and then, you know, email Apple, like, oh, iTunes, with this podcast stuff, I really appreciate it. Now you have to actually, you know, find a hosting company to host your audio. Um, and I, I try to look for any way I could do it for free, but, you know, most companies will give you, like, a, a free account where you get, like, maybe, like, let's say 50 megabits, but you can't do, like, more than one show, or, like, half a show. And then if you're going to be recording multiple podcasts, then you have, okay, you're going to use your 50. So, you know, uh, I used Podbean before. I'm using SoundCloud now. So I had to do that. Then I made show notes, so we had a flow going. Um, I don't feel like I was the most interesting person of the group. Uh, my friend Eddie, he always had funny stories to tell uh, about stuff going on. Um, John, he was a little more bombastic, you know, out there. And I was more the structure guy, which, you know, uh, that was fine, and they always wanted to go, like, long. Like, oh, I see this other podcast. You go, like, an hour and a half, and they're really boring, but we're good, so we can go, like, we can go as long as we want. And I was like, eh, 
So it was interesting. I, I, we had fun. I, I think everybody enjoyed it. But then, like, once I started getting a job and I was doing stuff, you know, I'd be like, oh, and then once again, dealing with three people, you have to always, whether you have a plan, or one day it's like, hey, I can't do it today. I was like, okay, let's put it off the next day. Then, you know, it is procrastination. Um, so that was that. Um, but now I've started up again. Since I'm doing it solo, it's pretty easy for me to uh, kind of just be my own boss. I don't have to talk to anybody or, you know, negotiate with people or, you know, figure out how to do stuff. One thing I'm still trying to figure out is how to use that uh, program called Audacity. It's a free program. We can kind of, you can record audio on there, and you can also edit it. So, like, when I did the podcast before, I would just, like, take out all the gaps of silence. Like, so if there's, like, a five-second gap, um, I would have to go ahead and... Uh, I didn't have to, but I would just remove it. Um, you know, and it's, it's a good thing. Uh, yesterday, the last podcast I did, I think it was pretty good because, like, there weren't any gaps. So, and that's great because I, I completely forgot how to use that program. So, like, the only gap I really removed was, like, a five-second gap from the time I hit the record button until I started speaking. So, you know, I'm going to, you know, through time and patience, you learn how to use stuff. Um, and you, you can actually somewhat amaze yourself with the stuff you can pick up if you're really dedicated. But... So right now, I think if I just record the podcast really well, that's not necessary, and that's what's important. So that's it. Um, SoundCloud gives some pretty cool stats. I mean, I think if I had more people listening, um, you know, it would definitely be more interesting. I'm, I'm really into data, so, you know, you can see, like, are people listening through iTunes, Google Music, through the SoundCloud app? Are they listening on the SoundCloud website? I can even see data on the listeners if they're actual SoundCloud subscribers. So thank you, people, for listening. Um, I haven't really done a big push into any type of social media promoting it. So, like, my Facebook, uh, I didn't put it up there. It's really just for me. Um, I did put it up on Twitter because I think Twitter is kind of, like, in the middle ground. Like, it's not very personal for me, my Twitter. Like, I don't really feel like it's something where it's, like, you know, I'm going to be putting up my family photos there. It's more like a social platform where I'm actually more open to speaking with people. So I put it up on Twitter, and then a uh, gentleman by the name of Cameron, uh, I think he has a podcast called Stop Congress or something like that on uh, SoundCloud. He actually helped me out a lot. You know, I just had, like, a couple of basic questions, and he got the ball rolling because uh, when I was trying to use Podbean, the company I was using posting before, I was having a little trouble figuring it out. And they were like, oh, you know, I use SoundCloud. It's, it's more expensive, but better stats. And, you know, I feel like it's pretty stable, SoundCloud. Like, I would just be able to figure it out pretty quickly. So that really worked out in my favor. And they have really good directions on SoundCloud's website on how to actually publish your podcast. You know, like I said, I forgot how to do most of that stuff because I last did a podcast in 2010, 2016 now, so you can forget stuff pretty quickly, and that's uh, something you always want to be aware of. If you don't stay sharp, you forget stuff. So, uh, you know, Cameron Hawkins, uh, thank you. Uh, also, thank you to Travis Bryant, who uh, on the website Pro Wrestling Tours used to let me do the EastCast audio with them, which uh, I think I was pretty horrible at, but it was fun, you know. Uh, and I was, uh, I think I was like, I don't want to say I was the worst person on the show ever, but you know, I wasn't the best, but whatever. A podcast I do like a lot is called Hardcore History with a guy by the name of Dan Carlin. He just talks about history the uh, stuff. The podcasts are very long if you ever get a chance to listen. If you love history, you'll love this guy. If you're in a rush and you just look at a five-hour podcast and say, no way, probably not for you. But, you know, if I listen to any of his podcasts, I'm not listening to all in one sitting. It'll take me, like, you know, a couple of weeks to listen to, like, a five-hour podcast. But at least you just listen to the car. When I'm home, I don't want really to listen to a podcast too much. But he just talks about all this historical stuff, and, you know, it really kind of just shows you 
one, how far we've come as a culture and as people and humans in our country and our planet. But two, it kind of also shows you how things haven't really changed that much. You know, still a class system where like you know there's you know powers and people that have stuff. Uh, there's still fears and a desire to like conquer people even today, even in you know our country, the United States. Uh, I think a lot of people still want to have like a very um, militant approach to how we deal with the rest of the world. Like we want to just be in control of everything. So, uh, Hardcore History is a really good podcast. So definitely check it out. That would leave. I believe political statement. You know, I know there's a lot of uh, stuff going on, a lot of wackiness. And like I said, I'm not going to get too much into it on here. Uh, people that know me in the real world, in real life, you know, definitely know I'm not shy about my opinion. I, I do stand by what I believe. But here is more. We're going to call it a safe place. You know, maybe not the theater, but we'll call this a safe place. So, you know, that's that. Um, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, the New York Giants one, because uh, that's just as important as, you know, politics. <laughs> but I'm a Giants football fan. Uh, I dropped my cable uh, in October when I found I was going to be losing my job. You know, and I could keep it now and, like, you know, I could pay for it. But you know, I figure, you know, if you're young to cut costs, you have to make sacrifices. There's a sacrifice. I was like, you know what? We don't really watch that much cable at home, and I have other options. So we're using Sling TV, and then for football games, um, I can actually watch them live on my phone because I have Verizon Wireless, and Verizon has a deal with the NFL where all the local games and any game that I would be able to watch on cable if I had it, I'll be able to watch on um, you know my smartphone. Only thing is, I'm looking at like a little five-inch screen, but you know, if it's something I really want to watch, it's fine. So I watched the Giants versus the Cowboys yesterday on NBC on my phone, and I was fine. I just lied down and kind of have the phone like on a little angle, like resting up against something. So it's like you have a little TV in front of you. And you know, I have really good internet at home, a very good package with Comcast. Who, you know, I know every cable operator people have concerns with. People hate the cable operator, but I'm pretty cool with Comcast right now. So. Internet's been solid as gold uh, since I've ever had Comcast for the most part. So I watched the game, the Giants won, I had fun. Uh, this week I have, today I have nothing planned, I'm just looking for a job and recording a podcast which I'm doing right now. Um, I'm going to go to the gym, I haven't been a couple of days with my back, but I'm going to get myself in there and uh, take care of business. Tomorrow I have a meeting about, I guess, the WIOA thing that the Department of Labor offers where I guess your company office closes, you qualify to get some free trainings. They normally could cost a lot of money, so I'm going to take advantage of that. Um, I kind of forgot to do it, but I'm going to do it now. Wednesday, I have an unemployment meeting where you kind of just make sure you're on track with why you don't have a job and whatever. I think that'll be beneficial to me. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, and this is the crazy thing about the internet. Uh, you know, fake news, one thing, but you know, getting secondhand information, you can get a very different narrative from people uh, based off secondhand information than if you get it directly. Uh, that's something we always have to be careful about. So, for instance, you know, uh, my, everybody in my office got let go at the same time. Um, and we were told, like, oh, we might get called in to, you know, check your unemployment. And all the thing I heard when people started getting letters is, oh, they want you coming in to make sure you're actually looking for a job and you're not just collecting and not doing any work. And I'm like, oh. Well, you know, I can understand that. It's kind of annoying, and, you know, I hope they don't, you know, look at what I tell them and say, oh, you're not doing something, you'll lose your benefits. But, um, you know, I was just like, hey, let's just play cool. And, you know, but everybody I talked to in my Facebook group about a job was like, oh, you know, they're checking in on us, they're going to take, take away employment, why do we have to prove ourselves, blah, blah, blah. You know, people were pretty upset. When I got the letter, I looked at it a little bit differently. I looked at it as, 
hey, uh, you know, you're not working, still collecting. Let's have a meeting so we can just talk about our next steps to help you get back to work a little bit easier. Um, now they are going to be checking to make sure I'm applying for a job because that's part of the unemployment benefit. You do have to, you know, say you're applying for jobs, you know, whatever. So, you know, like I said, I looked at it very differently. Then they called in. Uh, they gave like a courtesy call just to check in with me um, on the phone. Once again, I have to answer the phone now, so I answered it. And, you know, they were talking. You know, I, I played it cool. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to meeting with you. Um, but I definitely didn't want to make this confrontation. I was like, oh, why are you making me come in, blah, blah, blah. So, like I said, I think that's, you know, besides the fake news thing, uh, that's another thing. You're getting information from other people. Like, sometimes people... They talk about something on Facebook, how they're upset about something, and then somebody just takes it as gospel, and away you go. Uh, it actually taught me it's been the funny stories to me. I was working at a temp agency. No, I was temping at uh, a company where I was like helping, um, we'll call on people that didn't have a lot of money to apply for energy assistance, meaning they get help with their heating bill as part of a government program. I was sitting in the cafeteria. It was like 2010. No, it was like... Uh, fall of 2009, you know, Obama had just taken office, still having financial issues, of course. And uh, one guy comes in, he's like, oh, man, you hear about this Obama? He wasn't talking to me, he was talking to somebody else. Like, oh, you hear about this Obama thing? He's going to take 50% of our taxes now, so all our taxes, you know, just to take 50%. I'm just like, okay, uh, that's pretty crazy. There's no way, uh, I don't know exact number of money we're paying for taxes, but I know it's not 50%. And I know anytime you raise taxes, you do it gradually enough where it's like, hey, even if you notice it, it's not killing you. It's just like, oh, you know, that's going to be annoying. But, I mean, you know, eventually you kind of get used to it, and that's the new tax rate. So, you know, 50% incre uh, increasing your tax, we're paying 50% of all of our earned income. It's crazy. It's never going to happen. But sure enough, my girl was like, all right, I'm moving to Canada. I'm just like, okay, well. And I, I tried to kind of explain, like, hey, listen, that's not true, uh, but whatever. That's how these things work out. So, but like I said, uh, you know, um, if you're going to get secondhand news somewhere, I would try to back check with a reliable source before you take it as gospel. Like, you know, somebody you're really close to and they're intelligent, or you, th or you think they're intelligent, maybe you can feel a little more comfortable with them, but maybe that's the problem. People have friends that aren't that smart, or they know people aren't that smart, but they think they are, or you know, they just don't know how to check their work or whatever. So that's that. Um, so yeah, this is great. We did two weeks in a row. Um, Actually, when I was a core, I was looking, I was like, oh, I ran through most of my stuff, and it was only like 12 minutes. I'm like, okay, this might be a short podcast, but I think we're at like 26 minutes. So my long-winded nature has helped us all to get a longer show out of us. So, you know, like I said, the plan is usually Mondays, uh, write down some notes, we'll have a little conversation. As always, I can reach that Twitter at TDaddySmooth, that's T-D-A-D-D-Y-S-M-O-O-T-H. Um, just like the name of the podcast, if you want to give any comments, probably nothing interesting I can tell you back, but I'm having fun, so hopefully you're taking a little bit of time out of your day to, uh, and hopefully I made you laugh once, probably not though, not this show at least. Anyway guys, I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.